town you never heard of. Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. All right, welcome to Common Folk. Welcome back to the pod. It's a nice day. <laughs> Beautiful day. We got a lot of snow this past weekend, right? We're All gonna, week. Are we getting more? We're going to get more. They're yeah. saying so, but who knows? Yeah. Well, let's hope it's over by then. You know, that morning show that, I, that I've been hosting? Yeah. I got to give a AccuWeather forecast. Okay, so we'll do it. Uh um, okay, I'll, I'll do it right. I'll, I'll do it right here. I got okay. it pulled up in you front ready? of me. Uh, I'll read you what I what I did today. Don't and, cuss. You're going to get in trouble. Well, no, no, I I don't cuss. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the, I have to. I like to go through about three or four different forecasts and then mesh them together and try to make the most sense of them. That's how I do it. So I go oh. to like two or three different entities and I try and mash it all within a minute here. All right, you ready, Ben? I'm ready. Do it. Partly cloudy conditions early, giving way to mostly clear skies for much of the day. This morning, we have a northeast breeze at speeds of 6 to 15 miles per hour, wind gusts up to 27. Heavy winds could pick up this afternoon starting around 2 p.m. Temperature high today near 52 degrees, so beautiful day out there, with a low tonight of around 27, so just below that freezing point. So be careful if you're out there driving. It is currently 32 degrees at the B103 <laughs> studio. Look at that. Like such a good radio voice. That's why you get paid the big bucks here at Common Folk. <laughs> oh, boy. There we go. Guys, like that that's good. That is good. But uh, where I was going with that is um, I do those in like an hour or two hour advance. Okay. And sometimes I'm just so far off. I mean, so wrong. It's unbelievable. But you still play it? Well, I'll have to go back and re-record it. Okay. But every once in a while, it'll play through. Like uh, about a month ago, one was playing, and it was just like that, and it was freaking snowing out. Oh, and, God. and I called for clear skies. I'm like, I just I just dialed this. That's the, snowing. Yeah, it's the best information I had. <laughs> and the ladies in the office are like, uh, Andy, um, it's, it's snowing. I'm like, oh. Shoot. All right, I'll go back and redo that. Hold on. <laughs> You should put like a disclaimer at the beginning, like I'm not a meteorologist. Yeah, I cannot be held responsible for this. I'll just throw all those yeah, <laughs> accuracy yeah, and everybody yeah. under and the say bus. Say it yeah. like super quick. I should take the Alec Baldwin approach. There you go. It's not my fault. There you I go. didn't I didn't write this report. Yep. I'm just yep. <laughs> no one told me it was snowing. Yeah, I didn't know. Gee, like an auctioneer, you could just be like <laughs> you know, like right at the end or the front. Oh yeah, just cut you off the fast like, talk. Yeah. I'm not liable for anybody. <laughs> Even if you don't say anything, but you just go then you're not responsible. Right, yeah. exactly. Did you when you just did that right there, like it was it was magical. Did, was it like um like Step Brothers, did you feel oh. like? Did <laughs> yeah. you feel like you ha- came out of your body and out was of, watching yourself out of body experience? Say that, <laughs> make that announcement right there. I thought you were gonna go with the old school. Uh, Will Ferrell, yeah, where he was in the the Quiz Bowl. Yeah, oh, he God. just smashed that really tough geopolitical <laughs> answer, and he like fell over. He's like yeah, almost he's like, passed oh, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I blacked out. Yeah, <laughs> no, I've I've been after it a while now to where I can kind of shift gears and yeah. get into that so yeah, that was good <laughs> that is good so yeah we're, we're enjoying a nice day today high mm-hmm. of 52 mm-hmm. yep and today. it's snowing i'm gonna have to redo that you forget to look out the window <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding it's not <laughs> uh, so that's nebraska weather though that's right man 
What we got today, man? Well, um, we like to keep things relevant, right, and top of mind, and mm-hmm. sometimes we like to follow the headlines like we have a uh, past couple of uh, episodes. So one I kind of wanted to get into, it's been a little bit of uproar in some of my uh, circles, my buddies. Um, the NBA uh, is so soft right now that they actually had to – let me just read the headline of this article. NBA All-Star Draft to begin with reverse reserves in apparent effort to avoid embarrassment for last player picked. Wow. So what they're saying is last year when they did the – they had a fun little draft that they televised and make a bunch of money off of and then redistribute that money to the players. The player that got picked last, his feelings were hurt, and he didn't like that. So we're – reconstructing the draft process to save any embarrassment. Who was this guy? Can I ask, like, would we even know? Is he a lot of, now a good player well, who was mad because he was picked last? You know what I mean? Yeah, and there was some resentment there. So uh, the player that a lot of this people draw this back to, his name's James Harden, and he is— Yeah, I do know who that is. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that people just don't like about his game, mm-hmm. myself included. He just dribbles and dribbles and dribbles the ball. He doesn't pass it around. Uh, and then he just jacks up threes from wherever, yeah. whether he's open or not, whether he's shooting well or not. Um, but give the guy his due. Uh, last year, he was amongst the leaders in assist, points scored, minutes played. Um, so it was pretty ridiculous that he was last picked. And he was last picked because the players don't like him mm-hmm. in this new I'm format. Sure not. Of course they don't. I mean, it's he's the biggest ball hog of them all, and it's a ball hog, hog league now. So let me get this straight. What they're saying is that this was the roster, this was the picking of the roster for the All-Star game? All-Star game. Okay. And so this dude who was last picked or the last few or whatever mm-hmm. are mad mm-hmm. that they got picked last. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that you got picked. You got picked for an all-star game. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of people that didn't get picked, right? Right. I mean, just look at an NBA roster. Only 15 dudes make a roster. And how many teams? There's got to be, you know what I mean? Think of all the different. Yeah. Think of all the little boys playing middle school basketball right now where their dream is to play in the NBA. It's like, buddy, I need to level with you. Your your percentage or your chances of making that are point zero zero. Zero one, like that's where you're at right now. Right. If we just run like the raw data, that's on literally it. like talking to my son right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Joel, but like, oh, as good as you. I mean, try hard and you know, yep. drop high and all this other stuff. <laughs> but I mean, just just by the raw data, even if he was six three, a six three eighth grader, his percents would still be point zero zero something. Yeah, like slim to none. Yeah. So the fact that we have. One of the best in the game complaining and having his team and his group of people uh, bash the NBA and all this other stuff for getting picked last in an all-star game. Oh, by the way, uh, all the uproar and people going back and forth, that draws more to it, more oh, attention. for sure. So they yeah. make more money off of it. And the whole show itself is ridiculous because you have two players picking. So, of course, they're going to pick their buddies or people they like. You know, that also falls back on you. Don't be a. So, did they pick? They have normally two captains. Mm-hmm. It, How did those get picked? Uh, like voted? I think. I think uh, the. Uh, um, I think that might get voted on by the fans, or just the two hottest players from each side of the conference. Because I'm not familiar it's, with this, so this is like backyard dodgeball. You have two people. Mm-hmm. 
I pick Ben the next week. You know, like I, you pick this person. That's how this works. It's a ridiculous beauty pageant. Okay. For men that are six, five and taller that are the best athletes in the world. Mm. And they are so soft now that they can't even stand being the last picked mm-hmm. to where this year they, they picked the reserves first, then the, the all-star starters. Well, are you st- so stupid to realize that if you're the last reserve picked in the first round of picks, you're the last? <laughs> you're you're, the right. you're still last. Like, what are we anything. doing? But you're yeah. saying it first. Right. Like, yeah. How are we that stupid? Is that really going to protect your your precious little ego? Right. That, right. well, at least you didn't say me last and they didn't make fun of me. So God. when does this go down? So this happened this past weekend. It did. And to, like, make fun of it. When it came down to picking the the final roster, uh-huh. there, believe it or not, Ben, there's two people left on stage. Oh, shocker! Hmm. And out of the two, the guy that knew he was probably going to be last, uh, this Jokic, they call him Joker, mm-hmm. uh, overseas player. He's phenomenal. Plays in Denver. Uh, he just jokingly ran up and and gave LeBron James a hug and went over on his team. Like, didn't even give him an option not to pick him last. Like, so he made a joke out of it anyway. Yeah. Oh wow! So like it, it's just. So it, that guy gets it. I mean, everyone gets it, and it's yeah. unbelievable that we jump through these hoops. You know what I mean? The NBA as a whole, uh, they're another one of these entities that say one thing but do another. Like they talk about equal rights and and this and that, and we we really do give a darn. Oh, you do? Then why do you still deal with China? Mm-hmm. Why do mm-hmm. you still go on tour over in China mm-hmm. when all this data is coming out, the way they treat their people, the way they treat their public, limiting freedoms, treat, treating people like dogs. Mm-hmm. But you're going to point at a police department in some random town in Michigan and tear that apart? Right. right. No, you're making billions of dollars off of China. Yep. Shut up, NBA. Yep. Yeah, there like, it is. There it is right there. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like you said, the, um, this whole crybaby mentality BS and feeding into it, like, why wouldn't they just, like, so that happens. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy complains, oh, it was the last pick, you know, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Why wouldn't the NBA just say, yo, man, if you don't like it, don't play. Don't yeah. play. There's another guy behind you that didn't get picked yeah. that would have loved to have been the last pick. Yeah, I would just fire him. And just move on. Yeah, just fire him. I mean. <laughs> and no one likes him anyway. <laughs> there you but go. But why does he have a name and I know who that is? <laughs> he if, really is one of the best. But that, I, I don't like him either, but he's one of the best. He's obviously a good player if he yes. makes the All-Star game. Yes. Right? Yes. But if he's just chucking shots all the time yeah, and is true. such a ball hog, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know? And if I wouldn't like to be, he's probably just butthurt that all the other players don't like him very much. Well, probably. It's also a culture that's, it's it's not his fault that this is the way it's been, it's being run. He's just taking advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Like he can complain and get his way. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's, he, al- he's allowed. Yes. Yes, and he shouldn't be allowed to do that. That's a big complaint. Mm-hmm. But he's an adult. He is an adult, but he's never been treated like an adult. True. I mean, think about it. All these guys are making millions of dollars doing stuff that they did in grade school. True. Mm-hmm. They're just really good at it. You know, there's a story, even going back to the GOAT, and we'll say the real GOAT, Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and I yes. don't want to get in that discussion. But anyhow, <laughs> um, uh, there's a great story where he didn't even make varsity his freshman yes, year. Yes, mm-hmm. we've he all heard that. He got cut from the team. Mm-hmm. And then he came back and practiced really hard. And he made it his sophomore year. And now he's, then he turned into Michael. You know what also happened over that summer? He grew six inches. Mm-hmm. He yeah. grew six inches. Like, 
he was already a phenomenal athlete. Mm-hmm. And then to just throw six inches on top of that, you know, and yep. he ended up being six six, you know, when it was all said and done. So like a lot of things have to fall in place. Sure. And that's another thing where you should like what we're kind of getting at here, you should be grateful, James Harden. Yeah. That you got selected to another all star game. And the fact that you got picked last, well, that probably is more of a character issue. Absolutely. Between you and your peers. Yep. N- not the NBA and people being meanie pants to you. Yep. Mm-hmm. And even if they are being mean, why not embrace it or, or just be happy or just fine? So what? I'm still an all-star. Yeah, right. 100%. And he was a starter. Like, I think he was the last starter. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> what that says. And who does he play for? Yeah. Well, now. Did he get traded? He's such a whiner. He uh, demanded a trade earlier this year after he demanded a trade a year before, two years before that. Good. Maybe these owners aren't putting up with this BS. Well, that's kind of what happened in Brooklyn was his last stop. Now he's in uh, Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. They're just like, you know what? Yeah, out. You're out. Just go. Fine. But this is, it goes back to these players are so soft. They just make a demand and then they get it. Yes. And it's, (laughs) it's not a good look and you're losing fans left and right. Like people are wondering why, why is the XFL becoming a thing? Well, because people would rather watch football during the off season, then watch you cry babies mm-hmm. uh, play a watered down version of basketball. Mm-hmm. And I think um, one of the things that I always look at is the fact that you know, take the NBA, take any of these sports, take the NFL. I give you a couple examples with that as well. How many of the fans are adolescents? Mm-hmm. A lot of them. Yep. A really lot of them. And you guys are responsible for making an example Mm -hmm. for these kids. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Yeah, whether you want it or not. Yeah, yeah, exactly, whether you want it or not. You got it. You don't get a choice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not only the player, but the people running the league, the people running the teams, all those people, they have to take that responsibility. And so many of them don't. Things like this, it's like, oh, we'll just teach kids that they can just be crybabies and they'll get what they want. It's it's mm-hmm. no big deal. Or even even if they are like one not? of the best, they could still mm-hmm. be crybabies. Like they don't have to own up, you know. And just mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. we talked about in our previous episode, when we were talking about the Alec Baldwin thing, it's the same thing. That's one of the biggest reasons that I have a problem with this is because the uh, story that it's putting out there, the example that it's making of mm-hmm. no, you don't have to take responsibility. Just do what mm-hmm. you want. Blame it mm-hmm. on someone else. Like mm-hmm. it's. No, you, oh, you didn't do what you were supposed to do? Oh, you know what? No, nah, that other person should have done it. No big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, just throw a little money at it. It'll be okay. Yeah. You know, it's things like that. It's so ridiculous. And one of the paths that it leads me down, and I can't believe it, but, uh, you know, the players that I grew up watching, Michael Jordan, Carl Malone, uh, Charles Barkley, he's on a pregame on TNT, mm-hmm. one of the most successful pregame shows there there's ever been when it comes to uh, sports broadcasting. Uh, he can't stand it, and he's been outspoken for years over how the NBA is and how the players act nowadays. One of the common things that players do, they won't play back-to-back games. They want a day off. Oh, gosh. So, like, Jared, my younger brother, mm-hmm. went to an NBA game a couple of years ago. Uh, the three top players for both teams didn't play because it was the uh, game. Because they had just played? Yeah. <laughs> Charles, I mean, Charles Barkley's like, you guys are millionaires. You're making— Ten times on our backs because we we laid this foundation for you. We gained this mm, popularity, yeah, yeah. and now you're using it in such a manner where you're not even suiting up for half your games. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it's it's tough to go to bat for the players. Now, I will play devil's advocate here, and I'll say it's not the players' fault. In fact, you can say it is their fault in that. Look, they're trying to elongate their career, 
And by mm-hmm. taking a night off, you know, once a week. Yeah, but it's their jogging anyways on the court. Well, I, I think. I view it as it's their job. Yeah, no, they should but have I'm to just play saying, like, they games. shouldn't be that tired. Like, come on. Well, it's, you could be able to play two games in a row. You, you totally should be able to. I, I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, you know, we probably are discounting a little bit the fact that, like, these dudes do work hard. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, absolutely, but big, you put in the training. There's a big commitment. There's a lot of training. There's mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Like, that's important. They deserve to be rewarded for that. Not to the level that they get rewarded for it, in my opinion, but that's separate. Yeah. But, yes, they do work hard. They do a lot of a lot of big things. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, to play two games in a row, come on. Yeah, and that, that should just be commonplace. You should yep. just have to suit up and play basketball because that's what we're paying you to do. Yeah, yeah, and one would think, again, Jared yeah. goes to a game and doesn't get to see maybe – one of his favorite play, you know, what if that's a kid? Like you paid tons of money to see this game, right? And he's not going to be in it. The Three top, of them. I think the top two players for the Warriors weren't in, and the top uh, player for the Suns were out as well. So your three draws, your biggest names or brands weren't even in the game. Yeah, yeah. So, so in the to tie this to like the sports betting world a little bit. Is that being um, like? Is that a factor? Oh huge yeah, factor. is that talked about though? Huge factor. It's a huge factor. Yeah. And the NBA is freaking wild um, to where those lines come out late. They're very volatile. Really. And it's where your sharps can make a lot of money because they'll they'll have somebody on the ground floor, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can try and stop it, and you can say, "Hey, don't be talking to bookies and this and that," but you can't stop trainers and coaches from talking to their buddies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you'll see. And that's that's where it's going as far as broadcasting even, like reporting on it. Like you're almost better off watching Caesar's book out of Vegas. To, like if there's a question if a dude's not going to play or he is going to play, watch that line. And if it moves one way or the other way, that's your indication of uh, the top score. Mm, bet, yeah. And is that across most sports or do you think NBA is the worst at like last second stuff? Like NFL, you hear about it. Oh, this guy's. Probably not going to play. NFL is a little bit more buttoned up and mandated. Like okay. there's an injury report midweek. Yes. Supposed to, and the coaches are – a lot of coaches aren't that honest about it. Okay. Like, like Bill Belichick, he just, he just, he'll just put everybody on the injury report and say hell with it. Like make a little bit of a mockery of it. Oh, God. Um, but the NBA is tough because um, there's so many games. They're during the week and there's so many game time decisions and it's just commonplace. Now, it's even gained a term. It's called load management. Hmm. Like uh, that's cropped up over the last couple of years. Like there's ne- there's never such a thing as load management. What is that? Uh, that's saying we can only play X amount of minutes per week. We got to oh. manage our load. Like the amount of load that is being put on the individual. Right. So manage, it's like a truck driver load. that only can drive exactly so yeah. many yep. hours yeah. a day. Yep. That's load management. Okay. To, in today's NBA talk and. Huh. Uh, it's just, I think it's garbage. You know, I'd say if you're, I, if you're injured or you're hurt, take a day off. Yeah, put right? it out there. Yeah, but what's going on now is, I mean, you got players that just straight up, nope, I'm not playing back-to-backs. Nope, I'm going to take this whole week off or two weeks off. And the league itself has no, quote-unquote, leverage. Hmm. They just got to let this go. In fact, embrace it. Uh, like what you just saw with this All-Star weekend. It was mm-hmm. a joke. It was a freaking joke. On top of that, another part of this joke, um, first off, the game's terrible because they don't play defense. Well, I was so going to say— It's they, just a yeah. spectacle. Yeah. So it's not fun. It's not entertaining. Uh, and then, like, the, the what does draw people, like the slam dunk contest, none of your stars play in it anymore. 
because they don't want to get embarrassed. They don't want to get beat by a new up and comer. Mm-hmm. Oh. Could you imagine Dominique Wilkins or Michael Jordan, you know, when they're trying to hold on, they're 26, 27, you know, and they want to show everyone they still got it, just throwing their hands up and be like, no, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you invented me. I'm not doing it. No, that's not what you see in your heroes or what you think of your heroes yeah, as. Right. And now it's just commonplace in the NBA. I think it's, I think they're really, you know, for lack of a better term, they're stepping on their own dick here. Yeah. So yeah. maybe the NBA is going to go with it, away with it, like NFL did, right? They didn't do the their game that they normally do, that's right? We talked gonna, about that. I, that's exactly what I was going to bring up next, and I was going to ask Andy, like, what's your <laughs> what's, what's your that? thoughts on the Pro Bowl? Because right? they don't ever play was, either, I, right? I hate the Pro Bowl. It's, they barely it a, tackled them. Well, it, was that was flat, like, it was a flag no, football they, game this year. Yeah, they yeah. didn't. Yeah. It is completely different this year than every other year, right? right? Yeah. They but didn't even, actually. They didn't actually play the game. Yes, but I'm saying previously they did, and it was so, yeah. oh, I yeah. just basically tagged you. It was in the 90s. Like, that was some crazy stuff oh, in the I know. 90s. That was fun, you know? But and you like, also got to see rivalries come up. Like, you know, it was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like now it. we're just so worried about injuring everybody? Yep, and I get it. Like, man, I don't want to have a career-ending, altering injury in a in a exhibition so game. So is that, uh, in a roundabout way, an admittance? by the NFL of saying that we're running a really dangerous sport and if it's not necessary, we're not going to do it? I think so. And I can buy it with the NFL a little bit better. Yeah. But not the NBA. Yeah, like, you, go play a game. We're just no, but I mean, game. my point is, is that um, with the NFL, you know, it's always been like, oh no, you know, we have all these safeties, we got cutting edge <laughs> helmets and we got yeah. all this great protection going on and no, yeah. guys don't get hurt. No, they're... This this stuff doesn't happen, you know. It's not our fault. But then, mm. but if we don't really need them to take some hits, we're going to have them not do that. I wouldn't say it's the NFL; it's yeah. the players. Okay, it was player driven. They demand it. The previous year, the players just straight up said, "We're not doing this." The Pro Bowl. Yeah, so okay. it was like a boycott. Kinda. It, it was it was a kind of a boycott, but in lifetime, it was so ridiculous. Guys were just playing patty cake out yes. there. Yeah, it was it was something else. Okay. So uh, it was player driven, and then the NFL was forced to just come around and be like, "All right, well, you guys at least." do a flag football game because guess what guess what you assholes we set this all-star weekend game up and you get paid to participate in Mm -hmm. it you get a bonus check if you're invited to participate in it um and when we make all this money it's distributed to you you signed off on this through the latest player uh uh, the the agreement Mm -hmm. uh, the player association with the league's agreement you guys Ask for all these provisions. Ask for more money. We gave it to you. Now hold up show your up. yeah. Show mm-hmm. up and play the game. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's a, one of those deals where you have guys that have not progressed as far as I'm in middle school and I'm really fast. You know <laughs> yeah. that that mentality. You're getting to play a game, mm-hmm. and then you get put in a room with a bunch of guys that went the opposite way. They really progressed. Now they're executives for a league like the NFL. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to go toe-to-toe with them and, and bargain. that The collective bargaining agreement, that's what it was. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. you have millionaires versus billionaires. Who do you think is going to win in that? Yeah. I mean, Money come talks. on, guys. Come yeah. on, guys. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're making all these demands, and then it's like, okay, here you go. Own up to it now. Now own up to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, just in a joking manner, getting back to this NBA All-Star game, um, the slam dunk contest was pretty good. It was really entertaining. Okay. But a guy from one of the developmental leagues, the G League, used to be called the D League. That was offensive, so they changed it to the G League. Oh, God. Developmental leagues. I mean, isn't it just hilarious? But anyhow, uh, a guy, and it was a white guy, 
won the dunk contest. He did. Mm, yes, Good he did. for him. Yep, white men can jump. That's exactly what Stephen A. Smith said on ESPN mm-hmm. this morning. Whoa. Yep, white man can jump. How about that? So you could be an announcer. <laughs> hey, but, I would have to fix my voice. But this <laughs> is a true story. Uh, the last time a white guy won the dunk contest, they just like did away with it for a few years. Oh, really? <laughs> they just canned it. <laughs> Stop it. I'm not kidding you. Rick Barry won it back in the 90s. And... Then be like, all right, we're gonna have to reevaluate this. So we have to wait and see if they're gonna bring it back next year. I mean, I'm just thrown out. I'm like, well, last time this happened, uh, it was a little bit of a debacle. <laughs> so, Jeez. I, it, I mean, it's just how tall was this guy? Oh, he was a tall dude, athletic, okay. obviously, obviously, extremely athletic dude. I think good for him. One of his dunks, he jumped over a dude that had a guy on his shoulders, touched the ball off the backboard, and then dunked Shut it. Shut up. I mean, that you want to? That's the tippy top of as far as athletic a guy mm-hmm. can be mm-hmm. i mean just unbelievable yeah so, yeah but once again it's a guy i don't even know his name right now i can't right. even draw it up right because he's from the g league didn't even get drafted in the top two rounds like, it wasn't the big dogs no, in the dunk contest no we wanted yeah. to see the all-stars yeah participate in the all-star weekend we can't mm-hmm. even get that nowadays yeah you know? you know and those i mean and i guess maybe that's a good way for some of those no-namers to to make a name for themselves and come right. up yeah. You know? Say, I'll do it. I'll play. Yeah. It. Yeah. And then maybe the big guys get a little worried, like, oh, crap. They should be. Maybe I should have <laughs> gone down there and done that. That's a, that. Well, and that's kind of one of the paths I want to go down. Maybe that's how we can wrap it up, mm-hmm. is that if you're going to keep pushing this envelope and saying you're not going to play, you're not going to do this, well, get ready, because there's a, there's a backside to that mm-hmm. where people are going to forget about you. People are going to be like, you know what? That guy that came in behind him. And they passed the ball around, and they, they scored, you know, at an extremely high rate. The ball didn't get sticky. It didn't just stay with James Harden, and he dribbled it for 15 minutes and then shoot it. You know, that was kind of enjoyable basketball. That was, that was mm-hmm. a good play. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I might have liked that. So just be careful what you wish for, I guess, is kind of my message. Yeah, and, and don't you think, like, to that point, um, at some point, these professional athletes, as they're coming up and they're getting into the big game, mm-hmm. need to realize – Yes, you're still an athlete, but actually you're an entertainer. Right. Like yeah. you 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 now do what you do for the fans. Right. You're not doing what you're doing for yourself anymore. And that's that's a I think that's a big mind change, mm. you know, from people who have raised and are raising athletes. Yeah. It's always like all right, you got to work hard. You have to you have there has to be intrinsic value. You have to feel good about what you're doing, you know, when mm-hmm. you leave the field and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But then you get to the big leagues, man, and now all of a sudden you're doing it for someone else. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. Well, and you're doing it for the paycheck and the paycheck I was just is because say. you're doing it on a stage like that. Because you're doing it for someone else that's yeah. paying into that thing oh, that pays your yeah. paycheck. Yeah. You you are now an entertainer, so you have a responsibility to the fans. Yeah. Not to yourself anymore. But that's you know not, what I mean? Yeah. That's not how they think, that's though. A, that's a great point and a think. great point of view, and that's where they're, they're really missing that. Yeah. Like, they just do not understand that mm-hmm. whatsoever. And that goes back to what I said earlier about the example that you set and the responsibility that you have to set that good example for those kids that are looking up to you. Yep. Which we could you talk know, about and go down a rabbit hole on. Well, one of the most famous – and. Uh, Nike campaigns that ever came out was back in the 90s. Once again, it was Charles Barkley. And he straight up, was, they showed a bunch of highlights of him dunking it, this and that. And he, they cut to a black and white shot of him. And he said, I'm not a role model. Go find a mentor. Talk to your parents. Talk to your coach. Hmm. I should not be a role model because I could dunk a basketball. This is Barkley? This is Charles wow. Barkley. And I mean, yeah, like 
the fact that he had the awareness because he's he's pretty rough around the edges. Yeah, you know, um, but the fact that he got out there and said that instead of living in la la world and wanting yeah. both ends of it, yeah, he just straight up said, "Look." I should not be your role model. Your parents should be. Your coach should be. Your parents and your coach should be first, mm-hmm. but those guys can't deny that responsibility. No, because they're, they're on a national stage, you know, mm-hmm. all the time. Yep. They're getting seen by everything. I think, um, I guess one of the last things that I would say is we, we just recently watched that documentary with Shaq mm-hmm. on HBO. I don't, have you seen that yet? Mm-mm. So good. Super interesting. It's like a four-part documentary about his career and life and so on and so forth. And that was one of the things that even to today that Shaq really understands for all of his faults is that people are watching him. Yeah. Yeah. And he figured out in his current life how to leverage that, Mm -hmm. how to be like one of the greatest marketers on the planet. Oh, he is too. Because he's being You have to watch that. Yeah. And- that's that's just the fact. That's just that's how it works. Mm-hmm. You are being watched. You are being mimicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are people are wanting to do what you're doing. Yep. Which, not taken away from what you're saying, which I was saying a few minutes ago about when they had the party in Kansas City, when some of those guys were acting such a fool with necklaces hanging off their necks and. Acting yeah, just like a bunch just, of that's not how and, yeah. you should have your little kids. The Super Bowl I feel party. like, yeah, 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 looking up to the, par- people, the parade, the Kansas City is just parade too much. That. Yeah. That's not, yeah, yeah, getting drunk in front of I don't know, just it was it was a lot. And, and I thought, overboard, overboard drunk, yeah, you know, yeah, but anyway, so yeah. we're big fans of sports and kids looking up mm-hmm. to athletes, but. Come on, do it the right way. You know, uh, Shaq, and he was the tail end of that group of guys, that era mm-hmm. that I watched, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But I did see an interview with him where he's like, man, if I could do it all over again, I probably would have done a few things different. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he says that yeah. in there. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, at the time, though, he was very self-absorbed, young guy, millionaire, and yeah. he wanted yeah. the bright lights. And so he had to go to L.A. And, you know, if, I think, uh, if he, like I said, if he could have rewound it a little bit which takes a lot of self you know awareness acquisition whatever you want to call it right but i think he's come around yeah and that's where i feel like a lot of players nowadays they need maybe they need to watch that documentary right. too yep. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and learn it a little bit sooner right you know right yeah Cause, i mean because yeah whether you want it or not you are a role model you yes it, kids yeah. are watching adults are watching anyways yeah, yeah that was interesting good yeah yeah yeah, Toughen up, NBA. Stuff. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, come on. Quit being such <laughs> softies. Get out there and play. Yeah. And if you sign a player agreement contract, own up to it. <laughs> right, right. And play back-to-back. Back. <laughs> yes, play some back-to-backs because what if I only got games for the Sunday games? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tickets for the Sunday <laughs> Yeah, game. come on, man. Come on. <laughs> right. Yeah. All, All right. right. Cool. Well, that's anything it. else? Sounds good. No. Good. All right. Good. Let's yeah. shut it down, huh? All right. All right. Peace. Later. Later.